The Worldcraft Club Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. A time devoted to world building and its impact on narrative, where we discuss any and all topics involving the crafting of fictional settings to inspire your creativity. My name is James. And my name is Seth. And we are your hosts for this delightful half hour. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the World Craft Club podcast. Today, we have something very special for you. We are going to be doing a quick world. Normally, this is a product that we only give to our loyal patrons. And if you're interested after this episode in hearing more of these or potentially even interacting with some of this kind of content, definitely check out our Patreon Come and join us in building worlds. Seth, did you mean to imply that our patrons may join us from time to time on one of these? I am not committing to anything, but I do think that that would be a really fun idea. Don't you? Well, there's your partial commitment, non-commitment. It's $5 a month, everybody. (laughs) Jump on in. That's right. One of the other benefits of joining Patreon is that we are starting to put out some video. So if you are interested in seeing James's incredibly handsome beard, incredibly blurry, handsome face, (laughs) um, go ahead and jump on Patreon because we're starting to put out some videos there. Um, Hopefully we'll be expanding that format for general consumption, but this is a particular treat for patrons only at this point. (laughs) All right, let's go. (laughs) So today I have with me, I'm very fortunate to have with me, James, as always. Mm -hmm. Though I shouldn't actually say as always, sometimes you do episodes by yourself. That's true. Sometimes I bounce. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. Sometimes you're just recording in your own house and no one's there. That's right. Really sad. Those days are always fun. I mean, really sad. (laughs) I'm also really excited to have David Schmidt with us. Hello. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's I know it's early in the morning and I appreciate you being willing to get up early to mess around with us with on this project. So, as I said, we have a very special episode for you today. It is called Quick World. And to give you the basic rundown, I have had Dave and James each bring a unique world building concept that the other person has not heard before. What we're going to do is we're going to mash these two different ideas together and we're going to see what results from it. We're going to create a world and then we're going to talk about how that world could actually be used in a practical way, what sorts of, of media uh, that exploration might best fit into. And we're going to do this in a uh, fun and engaging way because we're always fun and engaging. <laughs> All right. So my role in this today is a little bit different than normal. Normally I'd be bringing one of the ideas, but we're really excited to have Dave on. And um, if you guys don't know, go back a few episodes uh, and listen to our interview with Dave. He has a really fascinating world called Recovery. uh, That's just an awesome blend of post-apocalyptic futures, cowboy, just it's awesome and a little bit of ninja turtles thrown in for good yeah yeah everybody loves some ninja turtles thrown in absolutely so without further ado i'm gonna go ahead and have james in three minutes or less can you give us your idea 
All right. So my idea is actually not uncommon in, uh, in a lot of sci-fi literature. I just don't think it's explored very deeply. You have two sentient races that evolved codependently okay. on a planet, right? So um, the idea kind of comes from this thing with, uh, I was listening to people talking about dogs, right? And the idea behind it was that you have humans gather around a campfire. A wolf takes interest. The wolf arrives and works with the humans and, and starts, starts eating food, maybe scraps, things like that. Eventually, other wolves kind of start gathering around the campfire at different phases and they breed. And before long, you get a whole bunch of friendly wolves and they start domesticating. And any animal that gets domesticated, its teeth get smaller. It starts to get more cooperative in behavior. There are certain traits that begin to happen as they domesticate. So the theory was that dogs actually kind of self-domesticated. Like we didn't really domesticate them. We kind of were just hanging around a campfire. Wolves would come up and take interest. They'd eat the scraps. They'd make friends with other wolves that were eating the scraps and they would sort of start hanging out. So eventually what happened is like dogs were like these um, kind of symbiotic critters that followed humans around for a long time. And they kind of became what we now know as man's best friend. And um, so, I like the idea so really of that quick. sentient. Yeah. Well, no, oh, sorry. What's the word? Uh, sapient. Okay. That better? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. that is better. So uh, that's a clearer, that's actually what I was going to ask. Are both rage races intelligent in their own right? Or are we talking about the same interaction as humans and dogs? Well, the idea comes from humans and dogs, but I like the idea of both of them actually being like sort of a codependent sapient, sapient race, a pair of races. So, okay. So we have, we have two races that each have independent thought, but they are dependent on one another. Okay. Before we get, man, I got so many questions before we get into that though. Let's, let's throw in our other idea. Okay. So Dave, take it away. Okay. So my, my fairy cake is that all combat is musically based. <laughs> so this is awesome. I knew this was going to force us into some weird corners, so I thought it would be kind of fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Okay. So, wow. Wow. All right. So let's... Um, Let's explore that idea really quick, and then James, I'm going to come back to you, and we're going to we're going to hash out some of these questions. So, Perfect. Dave, all combat is based around music. Is there a physical effect of music in this world? Absolutely. Or is is it all mental? Here's the way I've kind of dreamt it up so far, and obviously we can mash this up and change it as it applies to this two race idea. But um, the idea is different people have different abilities. So you might be able to be like a great opera singer that can create like ice with their, with their voice. Okay. Or you might be like a violinist who can hypnotize people with their music. I really wanted it to be pretty open-ended so that any kind of fantasy, science fiction, traditional combat could mm -hmm. be accomplished through this. So in a sense, what you're talking about is... Um magic system i say magic i don't really mean magic it's a it's a pseudo magic system right yes. it's taking music and it's replacing magic with that music right and if i mean and i think you could justify this with with some level of science fiction but it would probably be like an x-men type science fiction where you're like this isn't physically possible right but we're writing it off because it's a science fantasy well unless unless 
So the first thing that popped into my head was string theory, right? And, yes. and the idea that vibration changes the world. And so you could throw together some sort of probably garbled um, quantum mechanics explanation. Right. And I mean, yeah, so basically the same as like a D&D &D bard, but you're going for like a science fantasy rather than high fantasy explanation. Right. Mm. Right. Okay. That's like really, that. that's really interesting. So, so there's a physical effect to the, uh, to the sound. Right. And it, and it can also be, it would probably be like kind of split into two main functions where you either can physically affect the world or you can affect people psychologically okay so it's either a mental or physical effect um my question is and and you get to decide this because you know this is this is your piece of the quick world is it something that people can figure out is it actually like is it leaning towards magic where there's no hard explanation for it or is it leaning towards science where somebody could figure out how to replicate this in a ray gun um it's called an amp yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think it i think it leads towards magic but there's i i thought that would be pretty neat if there were people that specifically had like technology that yeah like an amp or something okay. like so so we're leaning towards magic but there could be some sort of magitech method of, of yeah building. i i kind of like it when that line is left a little bit blurry sure um sure we can do that and then I think the other the other thing that kind of has cemented in my mind, and again, I mean, we're going to pick this apart and mash it up, but yeah, just the idea that a gang of three or four street toughs with chains and baseball bats could be easily brought to their knees by a young kid who can whistle pretty well. Oh, that's legit. It's not that there's no physical combat left. It's that physical combat is really by the wayside. And I think sure. that, that could have an interesting effect on how technology has developed. Mm -hmm. um, I had some interesting ideas about guns. So that's going to, that's going to definitely impact how the culture develops because being physically strong is now no longer important. Right. right? Being still... musically gifted is important. And so the people who are going to be at the top of society at, at the top of the hierarchy are going to be totally different. That's really okay. So that's really interesting. Let's let's jump over, James. We have yes. we have two different races. Yeah. Right. You have said that they are they have a symbi symbiotic relationship. So mm. the first question is: Are they physically dependent on each other, or are they emotionally dependent on each other, or is the dependence one of economy? So here's the thing, right? I like the idea that as this race has developed as technology develops, their need for each other may reduce, right? Like as they start to find ways to cope without the other one. And I hadn't really laid out how this could happen. Cause like, I mean, with dogs, for example, and, and dogs are, you know, not sapient, but people will have a dog with them. And, and they were at one point, like fairly essential to agrarian life, did a lot of herding and things like that. And as we've mm -hmm. gone on, they still retain their usefulness in those fields, but we have found kind of ways to not need them. And so they've kind of become more pets rather than work animals because we still really love them and love having them around. So I kind of like this idea that these two sapient races, and because they're both sapient, it's not quite the same sort of power dynamic as humans and dogs. So 
as a culture, they would both be grappling with this idea that they don't really need each other in the same way they did, but they still really have in some way like this innate desire to be closer. And so uh, they, they might be hearkening to a lost past where everybody used to be just closer. You know, it's like it used to be, you, you couldn't mm-hmm. live in your house without this, without this member of this other sapient race who may be very different in quality. Yeah. It'd be like uh, talking parrots and like, you know, sort of like a lizard race who are just companions in a way that is uh, difficult to understand for us culturally, you know? So, so here's a question for you. Are these two races now equal or are they unequal? And if so, what is the feature that makes them that uh, has removed the equality between them? It could be. Uh, so here's interesting. This is what I keep thinking of. And this is me riffing a bit off what, what, what Dave was saying, because I keep thinking about the modern, like there are two things. One is I kept thinking about Scott Pilgrim and the base battle uh, that he gets into. Yeah. And, and as well, the, the fight between sex, Babam and the, uh, I want to say Kitsuyaki twins yes, and um, their, their fight and how that manifests these monsters and they fight each other, which is rad. But the thing I kept thinking about was it's, it's really common in hip hop. It's like, it's, it's a storied history of guys taking samples of tracks and it's considered usually more like an homage if it's done well. And there's, there's a little bit of a gray area. So basically what would happen if one, one race was more musically gifted? but the other one kind of nailed it on the remixes and started sampling the other guy's stuff. You know, well, so if- that's a, that sets up a really interesting idea that because we were talking about, you know, we're, we're skewed predominantly towards magic, but we have some sort of magic tech involved. What if the advantage one race brought was that they were mechanically more gifted and the other race is creatively more gifted? Right. And so in a sense mm. there you have your symbiosis, your symbiosis. So if we develop this way, and I do think that these ideas are fantastic and they could go a variety of different ways, right? We could have physical dependence between the races. Um, we could have naturally occurring music that occurs naturally in the world from some sort of sounds. I don't know, maybe, maybe earthquakes happen because as the earth rubs together, there's a resonance that then changes the world in some dramatic way, right? Because it's created. I think I kind of like, um, as, as I was, was thinking of this, I think mm. more my concept was like, there's a will behind music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that would, so that would preclude then a natural occurrence. Yeah, I don't think it would necessarily preclude a, like a supernatural. Sure. Right. Right. Where there is okay. uh I mean, I tend to build monotheistic worlds. Yeah. But where there is a, a god or or even a pantheon of some kind, whatever. I mean, we talked about D and D bards a little bit, but this really harkens back to uh, Tolkien, where the the entire world was built via song. Hmm. And and I don't know that I would want to just take that idea in total, but that's kind of the idea. Is that um, like we talked about earlier with string theory and the vibrations shaping reality mm. where it would be kind of that it's, it's a, it's an influence of a will on the world mm. as opposed to a, a natural phenomenon. So that's interesting because that automatically again 
adds a layer of conflict, right? Because inside the world, people are going to be interpreting things differently. And so there's a lot of potential for the races even to split over this, right? In their interpretation of the world and their interpretation of how this will is being manifested and what the will wants, mm. right? So I think all of these things do a really good job of sort of bringing in some good points of conflict. Yeah. Let's spend a couple minutes here really quick talking about, and maybe each of you can give me a couple ideas about if, if we were to see this world in our, our current context, what sorts of media do you think this world would, would really fit into? Dave, why don't you start? Um, I, I think that the, the musical nature of it would lend itself pretty automatically to something with some kind of auditory component. Um, and then, you know, to see the magic, what's happening and not have to have it just be like an announcer mm -hmm. uh, or a narrator explaining it all. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that some form of video content, be it like, you know, an animated series or, or a live action movie would probably be ideal. Mm -hmm. It would also help, like, I don't think I'm alone in saying that I'm a pretty visual person. If there's these two distinct races, I would sure love to see them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, James? What do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think something really stylized would work well. I kind of imagine this as fitting really well into an anime, in part because of the way the power dynamic of the street toughs and the whistling kid works. That seems like uh, it kind of evoked a bit of um, One Piece kind of feel for me. You know what I mean? That kind of idea that this guy just has this kind of outrageous, sort of silly seeming power that has unexpected utility in the face of danger. So it's like, you know, little kid running down the street, bunch of street toughs after him. He starts whistling, the buildings come apart and swap them away, you know, kind of thing. Like I can imagine something like that, like taking place. So I think highly stylized drama would work well. I think like probably because I was thinking about like Scott Pilgrim, which has its roots in manga anyway. Um, I think, you know, a, a strong visual elements to describe what's happening with the sound would be amazing with that. Some I'd love to see some really like Technicolor eye popping neon visuals to go with this. That's my kind. Of, that's my kind of take on it. Really similar to what, where Dave's coming from. I think a Saturday morning cartoon would just be perfect for it. it like would. it makes me think TMNT, but that's because um, every, every time I see Dave, I think TMNT. <laughs> <laughs> take that as a compliment. So. Yeah, you should. that's all you should for sure. <laughs> yeah, for real. So. I think I think it would be really interesting to explore. So I, I definitely I definitely get what you're saying that you know it would probably be easiest to understand the world if you had some sort of visual representation along with a sound component. Mm. I do think this would be really interesting as an audio book or as an audio play, right? Yes, or like a radio a show or something mm. like that, where you would over time try to develop a core lang musical language so that when somebody hears the beginning of a song, they have some sense of what it's going to do. I think that would be a really interesting way to take this, to try to say, okay, I'm hearing, I'm hearing rock music, right? That means that I think this is what's going to come up. Like this is what's going to happen. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of strings. 
okay, that's going to take us this different direction. And I'm guessing the, the spell, you know, I'm putting that in quotes for any of you who are not watching on. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I think, you know, you could, you could over time train people to sort of anticipate what kind of magic is being cast based on the type of music that was being put out, right? Or was being uh, offered. So I think that, yeah, I think the radio could be an interesting one. Um, I definitely think that, that I would love to see this as, a, as an animated series. I think that would be my go-to as well. Um, but there is, I definitely think that, you know, there's some room to explore. And I've always loved, I don't know why, but I've always loved comic book representation mm. of music. I don't know what it is about about like seeing the art, even if I can't hear it, um, yeah. that that invokes the feeling of the music, right? Instead of because often when you listen to music, it invokes your feelings. But I think art can do the same thing, yeah. even without the sound, where what you're seeing invokes the emotion of the music that's being drawn. And I do think that it would be really fascinating. And, and uh, Dave, you can probably speak to how feasible this would be. But if whenever the music changes, the style of art also shifts. I think that'd be pretty doable. But I think maybe your best bet would be doing something like changing the palette, changing from, you know, maybe light, organic for for like for something like a like a jazz or something to something more jagged and and harsh colors when you mm -hmm. when you switch over to like a punk rock so so yeah you could definitely do that but like you could tweak the style without like you know bringing a separate artist in to to do a totally different okay. i mean the short answer is absolutely you could do that <laughs> i think that would be really fun i i think this is fascinating because what one thing that we may have missed in all of this is like is is this would just make a great musical like i yeah. um i was always awesome. i was always like really skeptical of musicals until i listened to dr horrible's sing-along blog yeah, and then was man. like hold on this medium is really cool and you can dive into a lot of what characters are thinking and feeling through music in a way that you can't without it so like you you know a character can do a song that is way more interesting and entertaining than just a monologue or long exposition. And they can, they can evoke emotions that are extremely hard to grapple with otherwise. And I like the idea that this world would contain a lot of that emotionality in it mm -hmm. because even the very creations and the way they fight would be so tied to how they're interpreting the music and how their will is being carried out. And with the different races, I, I think honestly, it could be that as this, as this, uh, that there is a certain sense of hierarchy that has been developed through the use of this music. And as this other race begins to grapple with their own music and create their own stuff in their own way, that the race, which was previously ascendant and may not have even thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. may have just been thinking, Oh, this is just how things are. And then as things change, they can kind of be like, well, I don't know if I really like what these guys are making. <laughs> 
<laughs> like yeah. this, you're not doing it right kind of thing. Like it's, this isn't what I picture when I think of music, like this is different. And, um, this is not, you know, it's, it's, it's artificial, it's electronic. It's not, you know, it's not real music. It's kind of the same generational thing that we experience today where people will look back with nostalgia and be like, I remember when there were the Beatles and, you know, people didn't make music with bips and zips in it. You know, um, I can kind of like imagine that sort of dynamic as being kind of a lighthearted take on generational change. I think this would be a really interesting way to think of that. Well, here's a, here's a slightly less lighthearted, <laughs> <laughs> like possible source of conflict. So let's say that our hardier race just went through like kind of a technological renaissance. Mm. So they, so now they have these uh, beeps and blips with which to make their music and shape the world. Because mm-hmm. um, they have strong will. They've just never had much gift with melody. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a faction of these people who have decided that they know best because they've got this technical expertise because technocracy is something I love to hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... Because it's, it's, so, the, it's so close to being like right... Yes, not. It's right, but harder. (laughs) Yeah. So what you're talking about also really lends itself to the idea that one group thinks that there's a right way to do magic, right? And so there's a right way for sound to 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 come together to affect the world, and especially if they're in charge, there's going to be a lot of tension between anybody who's trying to explore outside of the boundaries of that. Now. The thing I like about what you're saying here is that that's, that could make it where the people who have this sort of um, maybe overbearing sense of this is how it should be done may have a point. You know what I mean? Like it may be that like uh, experimentation with forms of music is actually dangerous. And right. They don't have to be wrong. Yeah. That's important, right? When you're building a world, you don't have to have one side be the absolute villain and the other be the absolute hero. Yeah, right. I think I've been thinking of this in terms of like a Saturday morning cartoon where you have Decepticons and Autobots, you have Cobra and G.I. Joe, mm, right? You have uh, Gray Skull and what is it, Snake Mountain? I, uh, I don't know. Uh, am, I, am I going too back, back too far for all of us now? The turtles in the foot. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. know, you've got this yeah, yeah, yeah. simple bifurcation where it's like, there's the good guy, there's the good team, there's the bad team, there's the red team, there's the blue team, and they fight every Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but it doesn't have to be that because it could be more like Avatar, which is like, now I'm talking about the last airbender here, not yeah, the, yeah. So, you know, it's a Saturday morning cartoon, but it, it did so much to rise above that genre. Yeah, um, it really did. Um, it really did. Right, because I, I, could, I could talk about that for an unlimited amount of time as oh, well. Really? Shut up now. Well, maybe we'll have you back on because that is that is one of the best examples of cartoon world building ever. Undoubtedly, yeah, yeah, and so, character building, absolutely, for real, for real. So we'll have to we'll have to chat about that a little bit more another okay. time. Sweet magic system too. Carry on. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. We have made a very interesting world here. So let me run over it really quick and see what we've come up with. We have two ideas. James brought the idea that there are two sentient races. I'm sorry. Sapient. There are two sapient races. We're trying to be a little bit more um, intentional about our definitions these days. There are two sapient races 
or who have traditionally been living symbiotically, right? They cannot live without the other one. However, more recently, in more recent times, they have begun to split. There's been some separation between them because they have learned to maybe technology has developed well enough or um, the magic system that I'm about to talk about has, has developed to the point where they don't need each other quite as much. And so cracks are starting to appear in this world. Dave brought a fantastic idea. The fairy cake being all combat is music-based. Mm-hmm. This has then been developed through our conversation to uh, determining that the use of sound, specifically through music, is able to affect the world, both physically and mentally. And that the races who are no longer living quite so closely together each have slightly different ways of maybe using this music. We talked about some of the different sources of conflict that could happen. The fact that there is a will behind this uh, magic might lead to some some religious or quasi-religious conflict. The fact that a group maybe of the uh, of one of, of the races might have a a sense that what they are doing is right and best for the whole world, and they could be right, but they could also be wrong. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of room for conflict there. We talked about the different kinds of media that this might fit into. Um, I think we all agreed that some sort of animation, sort of Saturday morning cartoon style would be a fantastic way to represent this world. But we also talked about uh, potentially doing comics. We talked about potentially doing some sort of radio show. James brought up a fantastic idea of a musical. And I think that 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 could actually be a really interesting way to represent this world. So as we're closing out here, I wanted to give each of you sort of one last opportunity. And what I'm interested in is you answering the question, what do you think will be the most interesting piece of this world that people will latch onto and replicate themselves? Well, let me give you some background about what I'm talking about. I am really attached to the idea that good art is replicated, right? Mm. And good worlds are replicated. People take good world building content and they build out in their mind all sorts of stuff. So the idea that I'm fascinated with in this and that I hope people would absorb from it. um, I love the idea of, because we kind of started with this notion that the, that combat was based on music, but we kind of extrapolated, we built upon that and it kind of became more of a, of a technological touchstone of the society. It became like a rule for the world. And uh, we established kind of this, these boundaries in it. And as we're looking at it, I'm fascinated by the idea of building stuff using music. Like I like this idea that um, you you get people who join together and make something together. And I think that would be a really fascinating way to present a musical where as the characters are singing, they are singing their way through a fight. They are singing their way through building something. Like it's almost like if they're building a town, you could literally have like the opening number of all the villagers singing a song as their town is constructed around them from where, from the, from basically created from whole cloth of the music they're doing. So like 
that idea I found really fascinating and um, thought that that could really be explored well. Yeah, man, there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room there. So Dave, same question to you that I asked James. As you, as you look at this world, is there something in particular that you think would be, uh, that you'd love for people to sort of take away and con- continue to expand on and explore? So as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking perhaps these two races once lived together because while one was good at the singing and the other was good at, the fu- at fighting and technology, now we've gotten to a point though where the singers have weapons and the brutes have electronic music and so that's how the dependence has diverged. But you've got this group in the middle who says, well, I don't want to be part of that like musical anarchy over there. I don't want to be part of this like constructive technocracy over there. Like I want to live in the middle. I think this is the central theme. And I think this is what people can riff off of is I want to live in harmony. So we've got two races living in harmony, plus the uh, musical harmony. I think that there's a lot of wordplay to be done yeah. with that world or with that That's world. really good. And so I think, and I think that that, that speaks to one of my favorite personal uh, fictional character slash characters, which is Venom. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I think that there really is a lot of that out there already where there's worlds or characters built around this idea of codependence, basically. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking early on with the two sentient races is like, are they literally physically symbiotic? Right. Uh, I like the way we've built it though, but I think it's something someone else could explore where it's like, yes, there are two races, but like one of them is basically a head and the other's a body or something like that, where it's like, you've got a true codependence and a need for harmony where, um, and I think a lot of worlds are built around that idea already, but I think it's something that if you turn it into a two-sided thing rather than like, as we talked about uh, avatar earlier, there's four elements that have to be in, in harmony. And that's the word they actually use in the intro. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you have it, just this dichotomy of polar opposites that need each other. I think Mm -hmm. that is what people are going to latch onto. I think that's what I love that. Oh, I want to, I want to recreate that in my own way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that folks is some fantastic stuff. We are going to go ahead and end our episode here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It has been an absolute pleasure, Dave, to have you on the show. Why don't you tell people a little bit about where they can find you and your stuff? Yeah. Okay, so I, uh, I write a, a web comic. It's called Recovery. As we talked about earlier, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic Western, completely populated with anthropomorphic mutants. Uh, so if any of that sounds interesting to you, you should check it out. And if it doesn't, you should check it out anyway. Maybe it'll stick. <laughs> um, so the, the website there is recovery.webcomic.ws. I'm also on Instagram at um, artbydaves. And I, I post there pretty regularly, generally about the comic, but a little bit of everything. So you get some sci-fi, some fantasy, whatever's uh interesting me interesting to me that day so. and if you're having trouble finding him go over to the worldcraft club instagram and you should be able to find him we interact with dave quite a bit as always thank you so much for joining us how do we end this thank you for joining seth and i on the worldcraft club podcast 
please go ahead and like us, subscribe to us on your preferred app. And if you use iTunes, rate us five stars if you think we're worth the rating. It really helps our numbers. If you're listening here, you're missing out on half the content along with loads of other goodies. So please consider becoming an exclusive club member at our Patreon page, starting at as low as $5 a month. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and jump on our webpage, worldcraftclub.com, to get the latest updates on our blog. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram. This has been the Worldcraft Club podcast. Thank you for listening. I don't remember how I'd, we... l- I'd love to just cut it off right at that. When you said yeah. that, I was like, how do we end this? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, quick, quick thing though. You, you gotta, gotta take your hand off your mic when you... Oh no.